Up on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Season 5, week 45. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm coming at you live, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to the BC block. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're like in the holiday season, you know, we're both kind of busy and there's not a lot going on other than football and basketball, hockey, college <laughs> football. Yeah. So not much. That's, not much. Yeah. Not much. It's pretty boring sports-wise. So the <clears throat> awesome. Sometimes we'll do a B-Block. We just downloaded some books. We're going to like try to bring back the B-Block, B-block book club. Yeah. Um, but it's just we also have to write our own book per week. What's that? We also have to write our own book. Right. And we're working on our own book, too, which takes yeah. up time. So let's not forget about that. We got a lot on our plates these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we do. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot on our plates. It's true. Um, and, you know, I've been shopping this book idea around. Everybody thinks it's an amazing idea. By oh, the way. Nice. good. Good, 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 yeah. good. Eli wants in on the writing. That's what he okay, saying. yeah, let's uh, let's get him in on this. We need to do that. Um, I actually read a book this week, which was like the first thing I've done in a long time. Um, <laughs> you just haven't done anything in so long. <laughs> yeah, man. Once we stop recording, I just sit here and stare yeah. at my computer for a week. Like Clayton Kershaw style. <laughs> yeah, when everybody else leaves the room, Clayton Kershaw just sits there and stares at the right. wall. He, like, sits in a closet and just, like, just sits there. Yep, yep. Thinks uh, about pitching. He doesn't even think about pitching. I think he just has a clear mind, like zen clear. Right. He is literally a pitching machine. When everybody else leaves, he turns himself off, goes into right. sleep mode, and just sits there. Yeah. Still can't, still can't win a World Series though. Right. <laughs> well, he hasn't gotten the like postseason update. Hasn't like yeah, he's got loaded onto his server. <laughs> True. Yeah. Get get on that, Los Angeles Dodgers. Right. Oracle uh, probably. Oracle. Oh yeah. Well, they'd be like the Giants. Clayton Kershaw by Oracle Group. Oh, that would be a good commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce on the nose though, maybe. Yeah. Let me introduce us real quick. Uh this is dub on the ump. Uh if you are listening, please uh subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Check us out Facebook, Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Shout at us. We will shout back. Okay, having said that, um last week was Thanksgiving. Yeah, what you do? Probably the best holiday. Uh, right. I think I think we can both agree to that. 
I went down oh, to unless you have like young family members, I think. Exactly. We should talk more about that because like, Yeah. I have a number of young nephews and nieces and like it's made Christmas much more fun, you know? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving is definitely an adult young adult holiday, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like eating and drinking. Right. It's the eating and drinking and nothing else holiday. Right. You don't have to go trick-or-treating. Right. I actually kind of hate young adult Halloween, like sexy Halloween. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I feel like it's forcing too much on a child's holiday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, whatever. Whatever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do sexy 4th of July. Yeah. Sexy Christmas. Sexy Christmas. <laughs> There's just a lot fewer options there. Sexy Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. ooh, I'm sexy stuffing, baby. Yeah. Sexy, sexy stuffed turkey. Sexy turkey. <laughs> There's a lot of good innuendo, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Sexy sweet potato pie. Right. Oh, that sounds kind of good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Right. All I'm saying is that, like, when you're a kid, Christmas morning's like the best day of the year. Right. But then when you get to be an adult and you're like around young, like, child family members, and it's their best day of the year, that's pretty fun too, you know? Right. Because they're just like so pumped, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, God, I've got to clean up all this wrapping paper, (laughs) fuck, you know? But then you realize you don't have any kids, so it's like not your problem anyway. Right, that's yeah, that's yeah. the best way. It's best to be the uncle, at right? Because yeah, yeah. right, because you also give them all the sugar. Right, <laughs> your kids have all these candy canes and cookies. Right, Uncle that's... Sam's gonna go take a nap. Like, yeah, go talk to your parents now. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with you. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna close my door. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Go talk to your parents for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, for this Thanksgiving, I went down to Mexico, which is the first time I've left the country in about 10 years. Damn. Went. Yeah, I know. Really. Went down to Tulum, which is in the Yucatan Peninsula, about an hour south, south, southeast of Cancun on the coast of the Caribbean. And I was there with my whole extended family, my parents, my sisters, brothers-in-law, and nieces. It was pretty awesome. We did not have turkey Thanksgiving. No. No. We had chicken, uh, like, like flesh-cooked. Uh, there was smoked chicken in the in the ground, like whole oh. chickens placed in the ground, and then put on fresh-baked tortillas. Uh, it was pretty delicious. So I'm not complaining about that. But I did miss, you know, the traditional Thanksgiving meal. I really like that a lot. Um, the other things, we did a lot of... sweet potato pie, like pudding is what you're saying? Uh, not so much pudding, but I love turkey and mashed... I love all those savory brown foods you know right yeah so it's like 
not a lot of difference in texture between the main dish and the sauce, you know? Yeah, and you just gravy and stuffing are like two ticks away texture wise. (laughs) Exactly. And most you have cranberry sauce, which is tart. Right. And you just kind of it's used to highlight the rest of your brown, mushy foods. Right. Yeah. And also like color accentuate too. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about max mixing and matching the colors. And then you can get like biscuits or cornbread in there. Right. Even if you have macaroni and cheese, it's roughly the same color and texture. Right, yeah. Yeah. So you had tortillas and smoked chicken and what else? Like some salsa? Salsas? Yeah, salsa, salsa, salsalitas, like, uh, like lots of red onion salsa, guacamole, nice. chips. Oh, that red um, onion, like pickled red onions with habaneros? Like my yes. favorite shit yeah, in the world. Yeah, I love that. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not a lot of stuff on your tacos. It was a lot of, like, you put your chicken on. We did have, there were mashed potatoes, rice, and beans. Nice. Um, but it's like you don't put that on your taco. You know, your taco was very, like, the tortilla and the chicken and maybe a little salsa And that's about it. Right. Yeah, which I like. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't like a lot of stuff on my taco. Right, and you were like in the middle of the jungle. Well, not at that point. We were on the a beach. We were on the oh. beach for that meal. That's cool. Yeah, it was delicious. That, that wasn't at your Airbnb. That was. It was. People came oh. to Airbnb and cooked the chickens and the tortillas. Sweet. Sounds amazing. Really, yeah, it was awesome. Um, now I'm getting hungry. One thing I wanted to talk about, I did go, we went to uh, Maya Ruins at Coba, which is about 45 minutes inland in the jungle. Wait, and hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me do my Thanksgiving meal now real quick before oh, yeah, we go yeah. to the rest of your trip. Because otherwise yeah. we're just going to bring it back to Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was in Vermont for Thanksgiving and it was snowing. It like snowed hard. Right. Um, it snowed three times Thanksgiving week. So it was right. pretty intense. And... Uh, we do this thing every Thanksgiving and also on Christmas usually too, because my parents raise turkeys um, right. and me and my brother will smoke a turkey outside regardless of weather. So <clears throat> I spent all of Thanksgiving day outside drinking beer in the snow and smoking this turkey. And the way that we do it is we have a big grill, like normal grill style, but because the turkey is so big, you can't like cook it on a hot heat so we light a really big fire next to the grill and then we like get a really big bed of coals and then shovel it into the grill like a little bit at a time and throw a bunch of wood chips in there oh yeah so it gets you know it takes like whatever three hours ish this is a fucking big turkey too it's like almost 30 pounds um and so it was smoked and then we had the normal kind of sides, uh, stuffing, mashed potatoes, and the rutabaga and mashed potatoes mashed together, and then cranberry, and then gravy, and oh, and we also smoked whole heads of cabbage from my parents' farm on the grill, which was kind of a cool vegetarian side smoked cabbage. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. But anyway, it was just like you were on a Caribbean beach. Right. 
in the sun, you know, drinking beer, and I was like in the frozen north. So that's like a pretty good dump on the uh, like Thanksgiving juxtaposition, you know? Yes, I get it. Yeah. Do you remember when you smoked that turkey and we ate it at like 4 a.m.? Right. Yeah. But there were two turkeys. One turkey was ready. We were having this whole party. We were cooking two turkeys. You were cooking one regular and then smoking the other, right? Right. And the smoked turkey was literally ready at four in the morning. And we no, stayed I don't up. think that's true. No, it's not true? I don't. Well, maybe one year it was like that. Okay. But one year we made two turkeys and the turkey that was in the oven was ready. And then the smoked turkey was ready like not too long after that. But everybody was so full at that point that nobody ate it until ate. four in the morning. Okay. Right. And we get back and we started eating the smoked turkey. At four right. Yeah. So, but what I want to, I just want to add on to this Thanksgiving, something yeah. that we did, which usually we'll have like turkey dinner sandwiches after Thanksgiving, you know, the next day or late that night or whatever, uh-huh. which is just you know, all the stuff from turkey dinner in between two pieces of bread and then you mix the cranberry sauce with mayonnaise and that's like you put it on the bread, right? Right. But this year, we didn't have any bread in the house because we had eaten it all already. And so (laughs) we made turkey dinner quesadillas. Oh, delicious. It was basically the same except for in between two flour tortillas with a bunch of melted cheese. And let me tell you, Joel, pretty fucking incredible not yes. gonna lie yeah i believe that yeah that sounds so, awesome psa to all of you thanksgiving havers out there next year if you got your thanksgiving leftovers turkey dinner quesadilla with cranberry mayonnaise just saying with the cranberry mayonnaise on the, yeah on the side or on top so you can have the cheese and cranberry mayonnaise right yeah love it so um, I want. So we also went to some Maya ruins out in the jungle, right. uh, the ruined city of Koba, which was really cool. And I got to climb a pyramid, which has been on my <laughs> bucket list. So that's something that's not on my bucket list anymore. So that's pretty right. sweet. Also saw a manatee, which was also on my bucket list. Cool. No longer on my bucket list. Yeah, that's the, your spirit animal. Sure. No? No. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I was, I was making a stab. No, I'm not a manatee. They seem way too chill. Right. There were two of them, and they'd, like, floop their little heads up out of the water and, like, look at us and then go back down and ignore us. I feel like I don't have enough chill on me to be a manatee. To be a manatee. Yeah. Like, eat... What do they eat? Plankton, probably. Plankton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like algae. chill out and eat plankton all day. Yeah. Kind of just like float and go bloop, bloop, bloop. Anyway, um, oh, the, the whole thing I wanted to say was I got to see what one of the Mesoamerican ball courts that oh, we talked cool. and the game is called Pakti Pak, uh, and the g- tour guide says that. That's the sound that the ball probably made bouncing off of the walls. Right. And it was just super cool. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Finally had the connection to that ancient 
basketball slash volleyball game. Right. Please. Uh, that's all I really wanted to mention. Why are you looking at your passport? Well, I'm trying to see how many different countries I've been to in the last 10 years while well, you haven't oh, gotten okay. to country. Yeah. A lot. Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Answer that question. I'm not even through the first two pages, and there's three. No, four. Yeah, man. I have not left the country in a very, very long time. That's crazy, uh, man. Yeah. That's something I want to rectify if I'm able to in the next couple of years. Yeah. Seriously. I've been mean, around the States a lot. Right. You know. Uh, but I haven't been outside. Right. Well, I've, you know, become more interested in spending my hard-earned dollars not in this country. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are planning on doing that. <laughs> right. I think that's kind of a theme that's been developing. Or like, if shit suddenly takes a hard left turn, maybe it'll be better if you're in like Toronto. Right. Well, yeah. no, I mean, just like, I should have done all of my Christmas shopping when I was in Trinidad, you know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been smart. Yeah. Your that nephews would... Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Good. Again. And your family's, like, way into those exercise sports. Like kayaking. Yeah, extreme. Mountain biking. Yeah. I feel like it's not cool to call them extreme sports because they're just exercise sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's like extreme sports was like somebody rebranding. It's like, oh, this is like an extreme sport. It's like, man, that's exercise. (laughs) What you're talking about right now is exercise. They love it, though. Uh, Yeah, yeah, my brother-in-law went kiteboarding. Where get on a very short surfboard and strap yourself to a very large parachute, it looks like. Yeah. Have the parachute drag you across the ocean. Uh, Oh, cool. Yeah. Sounds Uh, like a lot of exercise to me. Yeah, he got going fast, though. Nice. The worst exercise sport is stand-up paddling. Yeah. That's all it is, is that you stand on a board slowly paddle yourself so you're getting very very good core exercise but it's exhausting you don't get to go very fast right or far far. and you're just standing there yeah and there's a good chance that you'll be swept out to sea or just knocked over and then you have to like stand up again right or you get raped by manatee right um I really, you know, like some of the exercise sports, I'm like, okay, like, I I see what you're doing. I see, like, the appeal of that to some degree. Not stand-up paddling. That's right. boring and difficult. For me, it's mountain biking. Sure. Or even road, anything that has to do with a bike, really. Right. Like, if you're not using a bike to go from point A to point B for, like, some other purpose, then you're just exercising. You know what I mean? Right, right. What if you were mo- – what if it was, like, a dirt bike with a motor? Would you do that? Yeah, that would be, that would be cooler. Right, because then you wouldn't be exercising. Right. Or maybe a little bit, but not really. Right. Yeah. 
one cool thing that we did on this trip, we took a boat ride and our guide took us through an ancient Maya canal, which was through this ecosystem that was a lot like the bayou. And he just gunned it going through this very narrow canal on the speedboat, whipping around corners, going probably 20 to 30 miles an hour. It was the coolest thing ever. It was like a Disneyland roller coaster ride slash James Bond high speed boat chase. Right. Uh, that would be a fun game. The ancient Maya, you know, they built these canals just so they could ride their speedboats and race them around. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you ever go skydiving? No. No. I've thought about it. I mean, I've never considered, like, I've never actually come close to doing it, but. Right. I'd do it. I would go yeah. skydiving. Yeah. What about bungee jumping? No. Yeah. I'd be less inclined to do that. I'd rather jump off a plane than a bridge, you know? Yeah. And, like, parachute instead of, like, bounce on a rope. Right. I feel like the reward would be better. For, like, jumping out of a plane. Yeah. Than off a bridge. Yeah. I agree with that. What other weird extreme exercise sports are there? Rock climbing? Rock climbing, yeah. Yeah. That one would be an exercise sport, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely an exercise <laughs> sport. <laughs> but at least at that one, like, you end up, there's a sense of achievement, right? You, like, end up on top of something that you can look at. No, but at. not if you're doing it at one of those indoor rock climbing gyms, you know, that right. people love so much. You right. just go up, and then you come back down, you know? And that's right. it. There's no, yeah. there's no payoff. Right. Yeah, that's, you're exactly right. Yeah, the payoff is, like, I'm on top of this rock. Right. I can, like, look down on other people now. Right. Literally. And also figuratively. Right. Yeah. That's key. Yeah. No, uh, that's true. Yeah. No, my family's all big on uh, whitewater kayaking and rafting, which is kind of an exercise sport, but at least you get to, like, have thrills, you know? Yeah. Like, I like that part of it. No, that's but, true. Rafting, especially, is less of an exercise sport. Kayaking, though, I think, is a serious exercise sport. Yeah. 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 Rafting, rafting is cooler than kayaking. Yeah. It depends, like, where you're at in the raft, also. Right. Like, the guy in the back is doing a lot of work right. in the raft. Yeah. Right. Me and Joel went rafting together one time, and all yeah. Joel did was sit behind me and drink beer and yell at me to paddle harder. Yeah, that was great fun. <laughs> that was it. And like, <laughs> the guy in the very back who's doing the steering and all of the real like heavy work is the one who's supposed to be yelling at people to paddle faster. And so him and Joel would often be yelling different things. It was really confusing. <laughs> And all Joel was doing was drinking beer. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good to have on this yeah. trip. Joel and his niece were just like sitting behind me and, and Michelle talking shit to us the entire time. Yeah, children are great like that. 
yep. What was the other thing? We had some stuff we needed to talk about. Football? Football? Uh, yeah, football's happening. Oh, football. Uh, yeah, here's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, the kicker. Oh, the yeah. Place kicker? Is that the name of the kicker who does kickoffs and field goals? Yeah. Uh, Young Who Kick? Young Who Kim? No, what is his name? I just looked him up. Yeah. Anyway, South Korean guy, kicker, uh, was a soccer player growing up. And then when he went to college in America, became the kicker for his college football team. Young Ho Koo. Young Ho Koo was drafted by the Chargers and let go at the end of training camp, picked up by the Falcons. um, And he played in a Thanksgiving game. The Falcons played the Saints and the Saints were way ahead the entire game. Um, And... This guy, Young Ho, missed two field goals that were, like, not from very far out, right? So he's, Uh, like, huge heel in this one, right? Real asshole. mm. And it gets to be the end of the game, and the Falcons are three scores down. And they drive down the field uh, and score a touchdown with three minutes left or four minutes left-ish, right? So Uh then they go for two, which was a stupid idea to begin with, because they were two, they were 14, um, 17 points away from tying the game. So two touchdowns and a field goal. And they went for two on their first touchdown that they scored, which was stupid. But anyway, they go to onside kick situation, right? And this guy, Young Ho, kicks the ball. Perfect onside kick. Falcons run down, recover the kick. Okay, it's crazy. They recover the kick because that happens on like one, like ten percent of all onside right. kicks that the kicking team recovers it. The play gets called back because they called somebody offsides on the Falcons. Uh-huh. It was like a bullshit call, but unreviewable. They played a replay. It wasn't actually offsides. So a successful onside kick. They bring it back. Obviously, they're not going to be able to do it again, right? Right. Kicks it again. The Falcons get it back again. So Ah. two onside kicks in a row, which is crazy. The Falcons drive down the field, kick a field goal. Um, So now they they have to score eight points. They got to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie the game. Mm -hmm. Go back. There's one minute left in the game-ish, right? Uh This guy onside kick the falcons get it back again that's three awesome. onside kicks in a row that the falcons right. recovered which is insane um and then they you know i think that matt ryan throws an interception on the next play or something like that game over right. but, stupid. <clears throat> something stupid like that and then but the point is is this guy got uh special teams player of the week uh-huh um and he missed two field goals. Even though he missed so, two goals. Yeah. <laughs> like, he could not play another game in the NFL and probably get, you know, special teams player of the year or something for, uh-huh. like, kicking three successful onside kicks. It's insane. Man, I hate the NFL for so many reasons. And one of those reasons is those stupid special teams rules. Like, uh-huh. they purposefully made it more difficult 
but seems to be able to recover onside kicks. You can't load up one side of the field like you used to be able to do. Right. And the offense can't get a running start like right. they used to be able to do. I hate those rules. You should make it easier for teams to recover onside kicks because it's so exciting. Right. Like it's one of the like most dramatic parts of a football game. Right. And who cares about, you know, health? Yeah, the NFL doesn't care about health. Right. Yeah. No, they just want to make the game more boring. Right. The other thing, and I get why they did this, but I really dislike it, is when they moved the extra point back 10 yards. So now you're kicking from the 20-yard line. Like an extra point's now a 25-yard kick instead of a 15-yard kick. 20, I think it's 20 to 25, something like that. Okay. But they moved it back, and now people miss extra points right. all the time, it feels like. Right. Which I guess is exciting, but makes me just think that kickers suck at their job. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, if I was a coach, I would always kick an onside kick. Every single time? Every single time. Right. Yeah. And I would love you to be a coach in the NFL. Just, like, stalking up and down the sidelines, like, slamming your clipboard against your thighs, <laughs> screaming yeah. to your refs. Yes. God damn it. That was an upside. You know it. That was yeah. onside. Just like Give me a free rip game. your headphones off. I have an old timey hat. Yeah. Like a Tom Landry hat. Yeah. 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 I'd be like chewing a cigar. Be like a <clears throat> bubble gum cigar. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. You just, like, stare into the camera, like, menacingly all the time. I would definitely do that. Like, flare your nostrils. <laughs> but we'd lose, like, 72 to 10. Because yeah. I would call for option pitches. You'd, every, <laughs> you'd every like, do onside kicks every single play. And Hail Marys, also. And, like, trick plays, flea flickers, and double reverse. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, there was one play Baltimore did. Was it Baltimore or Houston? Yeah, I forget which team it was. Where they did a double reverse handoff and then pitched it to the quarterback for a touchdown. I think it was Houston. I would do shit like that all the time. Statue right. of Liberty. Pass it to the offensive linemen, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Make football fun again. I would just run the ball every time. I'd run the ball every time on offense and blitz every single time on defense. I would blitz every time yeah. on defense. Like literally got... every single snap would be a like <laughs> five-man blitz, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you get booed for another touchdown, and you're like, you're not blitzing already now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're a blitz harder. <laughs> you got a blitz harder. <laughs> yeah, that's the equivalent of the Bart Simpson, like, yeah. poor Bart, he always chooses rock, and then Bart's like, good old rock, never fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I swear to God, professional football, I mean, 
you watch it and it's like so many of the coaches seem like they don't know what they're doing. Right. Like taking random timeouts, going for two when they don't need I'd go for two every time also, by the way. Right. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Going for two also, when I they would go for it on fourth down, like maybe not All every time, time yeah. but like so much more often than people <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. I would, that's like that's the best. Like when you can convert a fourth and you know, fourth yeah. and three or whatever. That's the shit. Yeah. yeah. Which you should be able to do more often than not. Right, you'd think so. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think that uh professional football coaches are way too risk averse. Yeah. All right. Cool. What else did we have on the docket? Uh, Trevor Bauer wrecked his car. Oh, yeah. Rogue semi-truck tire. Yeah. $300,000 McLaren broadside and ruined it. That was pretty funny. Glad no one was hurt. I'm also glad Trevor Bauer lost his car. Right. I feel like if you spend $300,000 on a car, you deserve to have that ruined. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, unless you're, like, you know, on an enclosed track, you know? Right. Right, yeah. Nobody seems to have gotten hurt. Um, And it was Trevor Bauer's car. So all's well that ends well. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, hey, this is related to our A-block. Sorry, I should have mentioned this at A-block. Gone from the Brewers roster, Yasmani Grindal, Mike Moustakis, Drew Pomerantz, Travis Shaw, Chase Anderson, Zach Davies, Junior Guerrero, Alex Claudio, Jimmy Nelson, and Tyler Saladino. That's a lot. That's all the people that are no longer on the Brewers? Yeah. Damn. That's a lot. What do you think Kristen Yelich is thinking right now? I don't know. Like, I'm going to live alone in my apartment in Milwaukee. Right. He's yeah. now going to be the king of Wisconsin. I'm. Th- he's probably like, fuck, I better work on my middle relief game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm going to have to come in and, like, pitch the fifth and the sixth inning, probably. <laughs> yes. Every other day. Yeah. Also, if Joel was an MLB manager, Yelich, get in there. You're pitching again. Coach, I pitched yesterday and the day before. Shut up. We're only down three runs. We can make a comeback. I need, I need three strong innings from you. I traded the rest of my pitchers to Cincinnati for a bowl of chili. Uh, GM slash owner. Yeah. I put myself in as pitch hitter. Right. Like every game, though. Yeah. No. In the most high leverage situation of the game. You're like, All right. Yelich, you're out. I'm pitch hitting for you. We need a single, damn it. Yeah. Because it's who else do they have? They have Yelich now and uh, uh, what's his name? The guy center fielder. Lorenzo Kane. Lorenzo, yeah. Yeah. 
Ryan Braun. Right. Who's still around. Who's still around. But, you know, not relevant really anymore. Right. Josh Hader. Josh Hader. Who's their starting pitching? Well, the 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 Mar- the uh, Brewers, Milwaukee. Yeah. They were like the first team to really employ the starter. They oh yeah. Have, they're like big bullpen. They're a big bullpen team. Right. Them in Miami and Tampa. Tampa, yeah. It was I think it was Tampa first, but I think that Milwaukee hopped on that real quick. Right. That makes sense. Um, yeah, dude, the Brewers, what the hell are they doing? Well, it's not like they could, you know, they made that trade with the, you know, the other, the hot Brewers. And, uh, yeah. And I don't know what that was. That was like mostly prospects, right? Yeah. And Davies. Pomerantz. Pomerantz went to the hot Brewers. But that was via free agency. They also made a trade with the hot Brewers. Oh. And that's how Davies ended up there. Yeah. I was looking uh, at it earlier. I was trying to figure it out. The last time Nick Saban and Bill Belichick lost on the same weekend was November 5th, 2011. Damn. Yeah. You remember when Nick Saban was a NFL coach and he was terrible? He coached Miami, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Turned, like multiple like four and twelve seasons. Yeah. That's really interesting. He just needed players who he didn't have to pay so he could just boss them around and make them do what he wanted. Right. All right. I think we're done. All I'm right. about done. What? All right. I was just trying to figure out these brewers transactions. Oh, yeah, do that, and then we'll leave after that. I'm looking at pictures of baby racing. Oh, Simone Biles, she is a very good diver. So now I'm we know that. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So she can she can dive, and she can pitch a baseball. I think she uh, can do any sport better than, like, the average professional can do that sport. Right. Right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Saladino not offered contract to him, free agent. Travis Shaw not offered contract to him, free agent. Uh, a couple people they offered a contract to. Let's see. Uh, let's see. There's this guy. They traded for prospects, though, I feel like. See, that's interesting, and that makes me think yeah. that they're probably trying to tank. Right. Okay, Urias, let's see, Luis Urias was uh-huh. traded from the Padres to the Brewers along with Eric Lauer in exchange for Trent Grisham and Zach Davies. Uh, the Padres uh, were shopping Urias, who the Brewers have long coveted, Milwaukee had a crowded outfield, so they lined up a trade as trade partners. That makes some sense. Oh, they have that young kid, too. What young kid? Uh, Hiura? Korean oh. dude, I think. It was yeah, like yeah, a prospect yeah. at second base. Yeah. Hmm. 
Maybe they have a plan. How old is Yellick? Young. Yeah, he's not that old. 28, 29, something. He's like in his prime. Yeah, so... I don't know. They might just turn him into the NL Mike the Weatherman Trout, though. He's not that good. Oh, right. True. Good point. Let's see. 27 years old. He'll yeah. be 28. He'll be 28 tomorrow, actually. Oh. Happy birthday. Oh, no. December 5th. He'll be 28. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Christian Yelich. Happy Yel- birthday, Christian Yelich, native of Thousand Oaks, California. Oh, I knew that on some level. Right. That there was a town called Thousand Oaks, California? Oh, I knew that. I I knew that Yelich was from Southern California. Is it Southern California? I think Yeah, it's... northwestern part of greater Los Angeles. Yeah. Approximately 40 miles from downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Sounds ritzy. Uh, but I think it is. But it's like a big city, too. 129,000, basically. 129,000. Okay, I thought it was bigger. As of 2019. Yeah. I would have guessed bigger than that. But, you know, that's pretty big. All right. Um, let's save that... MLB cities for some B-block sometime. Best MLB cities? Yeah. The average median income of Thousand Oaks, California is... 999,115? That makes sense. So... That's rich, but that's not, like... Bougie. Well, the average income is $46,231,000 a year. And the U.S. average is... $28,555 $28,555 a year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the U.S. average income? $28,555 a year. Whoa, what's your source? Sperling, Sper, I'll, I'll look it up. Sperling yeah. Best Places. That seems super low, but maybe I'm wrong. All right. That's not the the median uh, the household income. Right, right. That's like the personal income. Oh, yeah. Because household income, median house. Oh, this is a great podcast. Median household income is $60,336. Right. That's, yeah. This has individuals $31,099. dollars I thought it was way higher than that. Dang, that sucks. But that involves, like, people who aren't working, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I think the household income involves, like, multiple income households and then... Yeah. Because a lot of, there's, you know, households where only one person works. Right. And the other person doesn't. And so that would like throw off the like individual income quite a bit. Oh, oh right, right. So if somebody makes zero dollars because their spouse works or something like that. Right, exactly. Gotcha. You, that makes you sense. You make zero dollars 
and yeah. your spouse makes $100,000, you average out to $50,000 a year per right. person. Right. But you'd be $100,000 a year household. Yep. We should do a whole B-block on medium U.S. income someday. Right. We should just like, but all we do is look up the median incomes of different towns in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> we offer very little analysis. We're just like plugging raw data out there, you know? Elk Grove, California. Yeah, we just like take turns Elk shouting Grove. out a town name and then the other person has to look it up online. Chula Vista, California. Right. Don't would have a lot of towns in California. <laughs> El Paso, Texas. Clarksville, yep. Tennessee. Rockford, Illinois. Right, we yep. gotta like so there'd be towns that have like they're in the middle of nowhere, but they have like a power nuclear power plant there. You know what I mean? That would be like a higher higher income town. Like they've got like a handful of nuclear scientists who make two hundred thousand dollars a year. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. Like uh, what is that? Los Al no. What's the place in New Mexico? Los Cruces? No. Gosh, where Area the fifty one? Yeah, it's like right near Area 51. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. Or like a coal mining town where you have like, or not even a coal mining town, but a oil town with like a boom bust town. Right. Yeah. That would be interesting. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been a C Block. Yeah, this has been a C block. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> we C blocks hard. Uh, we could talk about time zones next week. Right. <laughs> we have opinions about time zones. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump. Uh, be sure to check us out on all your social media platforms, including Apple, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WordPress. All right, we're getting the hell out of here. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Why do you think the central time zone is so much bigger than the mountain time zone? Well, my theory is that the Rocky Mountains cast such a big shadow that they like make that Because if you're on either side of it, it gets dark earlier or later. You know what I mean? That makes sense.